up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Phil, what are the most cliche songs to put on a baby delivery playlist? Salt and pepper, push it. Maybe. <laughs> I was gonna say not like a not not like a UPS delivery or like I'm dropping them off to the babysitters, but like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, isn't it? Or do you mean more. like maybe like something more, Phil? a little more cinematic, like Enya? Oh, oh, okay. So my little brother used to listen to Enya when he was playing like I don't know. Call of Duty and stuff like that. Really? So I just associate Enya with violence. <laughs> I think most people do. Which maybe fits, I guess. I don't know. Okay, maybe we should take some uh, listener suggestions for that. Is this because you're trying to put together a playlist? Yeah, it just seemed like a good resource for dads to have in general, you know. Just got to be prepared. I have a friend that once watched the Super Bowl while his wife was delivering the baby. Like he was on in the background or foreground. I'm not sure. On his phone? Uh, it was a, it was a TV in in the delivery room, and don't think they're together anymore. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes uh, deliveries can take a while, definitely longer than the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is true. Although our last kid, my my, uh, we almost had him on the way to the hospital. Very very close. Yeah yeah. No, Oliver was that way. It was it was pretty quick. We got there. Gosh, we were there around eleven, and he was. In our arms by one, one thirteen actually was when he was delivered. Pretty sure it was pretty quick. Yeah, it was a quick process. And and happy birthday to to Oliver. I know I'm a little belated, but what is it? It's February twenty eighth, which gives away when we're recording. But um, yeah, a couple months, few months, several months, Phil. Several months belated. Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> uh but. No, salt and pepper is a great suggestion. And Phil, salt and pepper is a classic. It's a classic combination as well as a classic artist underrated in my opinion phil uh but you know we have talked about salt but we've not talked about pepper i thought we could talk about pepper black pepper that is yeah not not red red green yellow bell peppers there's a white pepper or any of the other hot spicy vegetable peppers but the pepper corn yeah it's a it's a great corn it's one of my favorite it is so actually the the pepper that we have, pepper, black pepper, is uh, the fruit of a plant. And the fruit's called peppercorn. It's like a berry. It's actually a droop, technically, I think. And it's a stone fruit, Phil. Oh, is it? Like a plum or a peach? Those are stone fruits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it is is very much actually closely related to that. It comes from a flowering vine. This thing is the most common pepper, black pepper that we have is native to South Asia, India, those kind of areas of the world. And it's a plant. I don't know. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know it was a fruit though it makes sense. I didn't know it was a stone fruit. Also, cherries a stone fruit. I just learned this. I digress. I did know that it was like a little, I guess, a kernel that you can grind up in, in a like yeah. a little, you know, pepper grinder or muddler. I guess it's not. Yes. A, I guess it's called a mortar and pestle. Are those words interchangeable? We can pretend. Sometimes it just seems I'm easier not to say sure. muddler. 
that I would I would, I would go with a mortar and pestle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is actually kind of similar to a cherry. Sure. And have you seen the different like colors, the different varieties of pepper? Um, okay, Peppercorns? so we we have some ground white pepper in the pantry because there's a recipe that we enjoy that uses it. I don't know why we have it though. Out like I don't yeah. know what the difference is. I've not really I bet if I used classic black pepper in the recipe, we wouldn't notice a difference. I don't know, would we? Yeah, you probably wouldn't as much. Like they're they're super similar. They do have some slightly different flavor profiles. Like black pepper might be a little bit more rich. And there are there are recipes that call for white pepper for aesthetic purposes. So okay. something like a, a mashed potato, like if, if you're doing a very elevated like pom puree, like a, a, a French very luxurious mashed potato, uh, white pepper might be called for just because you're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to have these little black specks staining the purity of your... Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Creamy French butter dish. But Phil, what's interesting is black pepper and white pepper and green pepper and red pepper. Not not like ground, uh, not, not like uh, your crushed red pepper seeds, but like the red pepper corns. They're all the exact same thing. It's all the same peppercorn. It's just, it's, it's like tea, actually. It's actually very similar to tea. Film. Yeah, like all coming from the same plant, but maybe just yeah. either harvested at a different time or... Black tea, green tea, white tea. Something tea, closer to the shoot versus the stem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not an herbal tea, if it's like tea, it's all from the same plant. And so black pepper is the peppercorn that has been removed from the plant. And let's step back for half a second. That peppercorn, you know, I said it. it's actually not too dissimilar from a cherry. It actually might look like a little miniature cherry. So it's the, the, the fruit itself, the flesh of the fruit is, is usually red and it has a, a, a pit in it. And when we're, you know, if you have like black peppercorns, it's that fruit, it's taken out, it's actually like cooked in hot water. We might call that boiled. Some people say that it's just cooked in hot water. I don't know. It's probably a semantics thing. <laughs> okay. And then it's dried, usually in the sun, maybe possibly in a machine of some sort. And it turns black in that process, Phil. Um, and that is literally like black pepper, huh. like black peppercorns that you put in your pepper mill, which you should be using. It's the whole entire peppercorn fruit, flesh and all, that has been slightly cooked and dried. And that's what you're grinding up and gives you that great peppery taste in your food. Okay, that kind of makes sense because if you've ever examined one of those peppercorns, they they look they look shriveled. Like if you look at it closely. Mm-hmm. And so I think or I guess I always thought that it was the seed of the cherry. Yeah, I did too. But it's the whole cherry itself. I'm right there with, yeah. It's it just is. kind of it is the whole sunbaked. Whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle, Phil. Huh. So is there a seed inside it? There is. And Phil that is what white pepper is. Oh, get out of town. White pepper is, is, it is literally like a peppercorn with that flesh removed and then the seed is dried. And so it does have like a slightly different taste. It's, it, it might not be as like rich and full bodied as a black pepper. And that's kind of because you're missing the flesh there, but you do still have that pepper essence. And uh, there's, okay, so, you know, in hot things, like the essence of spiciness is capsaicin. Yeah. Uh, that's like the chemical compound that gives things like jalapenos and other peppers. And other types of jalapenos. Yeah. I do believe it's an amino acid, Chris. Is it? Is it? Is it? 
Huh, interesting. Anyway, that, that's what gives that those various... It's what makes the peppers pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes them hot. Hot and spicy, Phil. And there, there is a thing in pepper that is similar. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because I did not look it up. I want to say it's pepper scene. It sounds right to me. I've heard it it's, and that sounds right to yeah. me. Yeah. It is the distillation of the pepper flavor. It is the essence of pepper. Also, I'm pretty sure it's like one of the ways that you can make maybe ecstasy. I don't know. You mean like Molly? Yeah, it's like the starting point of some drug. I don't huh. I don't know specifically what it is, but like pure pepper scene. I think I just saw that on a show or something. Anyway, uh, peppers are really interesting. Peppercorn. And so we've got black, white, green, red. Those are all common varieties of the exact same fruit, this this peppercorn. Uh, green and red are are super similar in that, like the black peppercorn is the whole entire fruit, but you know, kind of like our tea analogy. There are some different stages. Green is an unriped peppercorn, but it's it's treated to retain that green color. And sometimes it's chemicals. Uh, it, it could be treated with some, some type of brine. And, and all of that treatment is to retain that green color. And it does have some like different flavors. And so red peppercorn is it's kind of the same thing, but it is the fully ripe peppercorn. But it's treated in kind of the same ways that green peppercorns are treated to retain that color. So that's kind of the difference between like a red peppercorn and a black peppercorn is just the red peppercorn has been like preserved in brine usually and then treated with some type of chemical. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't say chemical. It's a chemical. Uh, yeah, we're getting back into the MDMA thing here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's done that. It, it's treated in that way so that it retains its color and it looks interesting and you think that it's like novel and exotic when actually it's the exact same thing. They're all the same thing, Phil. So, okay, peppers. Let's talk about bell peppers for a minute. You're okay. a gardener, aren't you? Eh, aren't aspiring? red peppers and green peppers, bell peppers that is, aren't they actually the same thing? Like I'm fairly certain a green pepper starts out red or maybe it's the other way around. I would think that if they were the same thing, I've never grown a pepper, Phil. I would say that if they were the same thing, it probably starts out green and then turns red. Just because most things that ripen start out green and then ripen to their color. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Well, we planted bell peppers but this I past year, and they were definitely the wrong color until like two weeks like later. Purple? No, I see. I think oh, we oh. Pan, I think we planted green peppers, and they started out red. Are you colorblind, Phil? I don't think so. Okay. So what about yellow? Yellow peppers? No, those are different. Those are more like salt. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Okay, Phil. That makes sense. Actually, I Which feel is actually like kinda... my whole world is coming into play here. Because you know that cover photo we have on our Twitter page? Nope. Yes, I do. Is it the one with the cars? Yeah, it's like it's like a, a bunch same. of teaspoons with some seasonings and spices and some yeah. Cheerios and goldfish. And there's like a Lamborghini. It's like crashing into a Ford Mustang. You know, I was, I was trying to be trying to be cute, trying to portray like the it was you know, darling Phil. <laughs> Kid for so the nature darling. of cooking and, you know, anyways. Well, in like that little mess, and I know you're all dying to know, if you just go to www.com, if you just that go to- will take you nowhere. If you, if you just go to www.twitter.com forward slash dad's kitchen co, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's our cover page on Twitter. Well, there's like all kinds Actually, of peppercorns, peppercorn, peppercorns, just like strewn about in that photo. Peppercorn eye. And- they're the red kind, the white kind, the, the black kind. And I, I didn't know what I was buying when I bought that. 
little jar of colorful red pepper. I just thought it looked cool in a photo. Well, Phil, it did. It looked wonderful. You can pat yourself on the back for that one. Also, Phil, there's, you know, we've got all the colors that you have in the photo, but there's also some others. There's pink peppercorns, and those actually aren't the same thing. It's not, it's not actually a peppercorn in the same way that all the others are like, you know, pretty similar. It is a Peruvian, generally, fruit. And it's actually related to, to tree nuts. It's super close to cashews. So if you have tree nut allergies, you should probably avoid pink peppercorns. So you should probably avoid pink peppercorns is what you're saying? Yeah, well, mine's mild. That, that was just thrown in there to save some lives, Phil, because we try to do that often. Yeah, I mean, we're doctors, practically. Do you remember when I gave you nuts on purpose? I think we were in high school and I was like, hey, Chris, you want some of this trail mix? Uh, yeah, sure. I I don't, I don't feel, but my allergies or intolerances of a couple, couple tree nuts, there's, there are plenty that I can do just fine, but like eh, pistachios, cashews, uh, it's more of just like a burning sensation, not full like I need to go to the hospital and stab myself with an EpiPen anaphylactic reaction. Maybe it's the capsaicin but, that's inside the tree nuts. Sure, we'll go with that. So, Phil, you mentioned salt. Did I? And pepper. Yeah. They kind of have different purposes, Phil. I know quite a while in the culinary world, they were both seen as like flavor enhancers. And it was just like, if you're going to put one on, you better put the other. And that's why we you know, think of salt and pepper as inseparable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're typically typically paired together. Well, Phil, and I, we probably touched on this in our salt episode, which we should have a link to, you know. Yeah, I'll put that in our show notes. Man, that was an early episode. That was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. You can just scroll back through all the episodes that we've ever published and try and find it somewhere. No, you're right. But Forget the show notes. Because if you scroll, Phil, you might find something else that's interesting. Maybe. Sure. Like that one anyways, episode where you burned yourself. That was pretty fun. Uh, no. Uh, I think that was before the salt episode because that was like our third episode. But salt, Phil, really is a flavor enhancer. And pepper kind of serves a different role. It actually imparts flavor. It, it brings a different flavor. It, it, it gives of itself, Phil. Where salt just is selfless and elevates everyone else. Yeah, salt almost just makes something more of what it already is. It is. And pepper yes, just leaves yes. behind. Pepper pepper asserts itself. It fills the space. And honestly, I think it's really interesting just as like a, a key flavor component in and of itself. Phil, I basically one of one of my favorite one of my favorite pastas, Phil, is it's just cheese and pepper. What kind of cheese? Uh, usually it's like a pecorino. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Casio e Pepe, it's, it's literally just cheese and pepper. And if you're going to make a, a, a Casio e Pepe sauce, it's, it's like pecorino and probably some salt and you're taking a little bit of the water from your pasta, which you should always be saving and throwing in a bunch of pepper. And it's, it's one of those amazing, simple pasta dishes that has such an interesting 
kind of balance of flavors on its own that I don't know. I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. That that and obviously a carbonara. So there there are definitely dishes that I think we should maybe recognize a little bit more in our culinary lives, like the cashew e pepe. And I don't know, maybe like a, a pepper crusted something type of meat or other. Sure. Well, I don't want to like, you know, dispel everything that you're saying because it's all really helpful. And I like that. I like everything that you just said. But with the cassia de pepe, how do you say it? Cassia what? Cassio e pepe. You've got your pecorino, which is just like a really, really salty aged cheese. No? So that'll pair really nicely with the pepper. So maybe they do go hand in hand. Or you mentioned the carbonara that uses a pancetta. Yeah. Also a very, very salty pork. Which oh, goes I'm great not with the saying that I'm not saying that pepper replaces salt, Phil. There's a reason that salt and pepper is such the iconic piece of artistry that it is when you're pushing things out. That might be awkward. Are you saying my hair is a work of art? We're, we were we, we were recording when we were talking about that, were we? <laughs> no, it was off. Phil, so you're you're way more salt than pepper. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, thank you, Chris. That um, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything that you don't already know. That's probably true. Hey, did I ever tell you, going back to your ecstasy comment, did I ever tell you my run-in with the law? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so no. when I was like... kind of curious. Maybe 19 or 20 years old, I was driving through the back roads of Wyoming, and I got pulled over. And at the time, this was like, I don't know, probably like 2006, I had a... Ford Taurus. And it was relatively new. Do you remember that Taurus? You remember that Taurus, right? It was like a silver Ford Taurus. Good little car. I don't know. Maybe. It was the one that I actually totaled also in Wyoming. Right. Yes, I do remember now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I get pulled over and the state trooper was very mean to me. I didn't do anything to deserve it, except that I was driving a relatively newer car. And he thought that I was too young to drive a car as nice as a Ford Taurus. I mean, you know. Thanks for the compliment, but we're talking about a Ford Taurus here. Anyways, he asked me if I have drugs in the car, and I said, no, I don't have any drugs. I don't know why you'd ask me if I, if I had any drugs in the car, to which he's like, you know, saying that I'm driving too nice of a car for my age to not have drugs in the car. <laughs> and I just thought that was really stupid, so I started to mouth off. And I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but you can actually say whatever you want to a police officer. I mean, you're going to guarantee you get yourself a <laughs> ticket, but, you know, I, I, I got a little lippy. And so then he starts to ask me if I have, you know, he already asked me five drugs in the car, to which I said no. But then he's asking me specific drugs like, OK, well, what about marijuana? Do you have any marijuana in the car? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's also a drug. Do you have any cocaine in the car? I'm like, Co Coke, really? I'm like 19. And then he's just like naming off like every single drug. And then he says, how about ecstasy? To which I replied, oh, you mean methylene deoxymethamphetamine? No, no MDMA, sir. And that's when I got a ticket for mouthing <laughs> off to a cop. Well, Phil, I'm sure you deserved it. You've proven that you've deserved it. I love the police force. I think they do a great job, but I don't love that guy. Unless they're killing people, but that's a different <laughs> Probably going to cut that. Well, that was a salty episode. Oh, Phil, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, sure. Anyway, thanks, thanks for uh, teeing me up there with uh, the salt and pepper. And, and just my look. Is that what yeah, teed you up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your hair. So we should title this Phil's hair. Title 